welcome to Glow From Within podcast. I'm your host, Harmony Patton, a functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner, as well as a holistic intuitive healer. I'm a mom of two, a wife to one, and I work with a spiritually inclined, growth-minded, soulful-ass woman who's looking to heal from within and unlock her deepest potential by doing so. If you're looking to make your health, hormones, and gut your superpower, you've come to the right place. This is Glow From Within Podcast. Hello, gorgeous. So today's episode is going to be quite a big shift from the last episode that I posted. The last episode I posted was... It was a lot. I went very deep. I shared a lot with you guys. So I hope that today you will enjoy kind of this, um, not detour, but just this different sort of approach to an episode. Nothing revolutionary here, just very different from last week's. So if you did miss last week's, I talked um, about some grieving that I had been doing and some panic attacks and things that I had been experiencing. So if you haven't listened yet, that's episode 71 Definitely go back and give it a listen. It is a longer episode. I believe it ended up being like 50 minutes in the end. Apparently I had a lot to say, but it's a really good one. So go back, listen to that, and uh, yeah, let's dive into today's topic. So today I wanted to talk about the difference between food sensitivities and food allergies. So I recently, (laughs) this is actually kind of fun, flash funny, I've been really, really, really pivoting a lot in my business. So when I say pivoting, I mean just going about things completely differently. For so long, I have been trying to make something work in my business that has not been working. And that is, you know, posting on Instagram, sharing about my um, my programs on Instagram, etc., and Facebook, and no one has been buying. Okay, fair enough. I've also been sharing about it here on the podcast. Same thing. No one's really been buying. Okay, fair enough. That's fine. Clearly, there's something that is missing there, something that is just not quite clicking. Okay, fine, cool. But the thing is, like, I don't want to say I can't afford to sit around and wait, but also I don't desire to sit around and, like, wait for something to happen, to wait for things to pan out and work out. And in the last episode, I talked a little bit about how I had reached out to uh, 30 different like esthetician, skin med spa type of offices, which I'm still really excited about that, even though I haven't really heard back from any of them outside of one. And I heard back from her saying that she was going to follow up with me and I haven't really gone further since then, which is, again, totally fine, totally cool. I believe that everything's going to work out exactly the way that it's meant to, and all that I can do is, like, call in the best things to me. So, um, yeah, I did that, and I've been applying to a bunch of jobs, and I actually have an interview. You're listening to this on Thursday, so while you're listening to this, I might even be in my interview. So I have an interview at a gym to possibly work as a GM there. I'm not even sure that I want the position if I'm being fully honest. I really need to go there. I need to talk to them, get a feel for the company, get a feel for what the position's going to look like, what the pay looks like, and, you know, figure out is this something that I can realistically swing plus having my business and being a mom and a wife and a home, well, I'm not a homeowner, but, you know, I live in a home that I also need to upkeep as well and I need to take care of myself. So, you know, we'll see on all of that. But 
I've just really, really been pivoting in the reaching out to med spas. And then I am also doing like some little in in person flyers. So I'm going to be handing out these flyers to like different homes. I'm going to go door to door and, you know, put them on people's doors, go to businesses, hand them out, see if, you know, their clients might be interested in something. And I'm doing like a really a big special for that price. And um, I'm not going to really talk about the details of that here because it's not really meant to be an anything that I offer necessarily to like my online community, but it is on my website if you want to see more into that. And it is like, it's a very, very low price um, for my work, but I'm just really wanting to approach things differently right now. You know, I've always been so involved, right? Like I've always made everything really big. Like the, my programs, the way to work with me, it's always been like this really big investment, not, not necessarily just financially, but like within yourself, right? It's a really big investment. It's a commitment within yourself, deciding to change your life and do all of these things. And I really just kind of wanted to make it more tangible, like just introductory sessions, offer those to people, give people some protocols and, you know, just get momentum going, get things flowing, get people in the door get things moving more than they have in a while because again like I don't desire to sit around and like wait for people I also have zero desire to try to convince people that they need my services because I know what I have to offer I know my expertise and I know how I'm able to help women and that's that like I just want to stand stand tall in my power and what I do and what I have to offer and get my name out there, get my information out there to more people, right? Like literally hit the ground running and physically in person, IRL, in real life, like go and see people, talk to people, hand out my business card, hand out my little promotional flyers that I'm doing and just like kind of shifting offline, right? Because trying to do this online for me just has not worked it hasn't worked and like yes there have been things here and there where obviously I've had clients I've worked with plenty of women who have come into my programs and it's been really great but I've never month after month after month consistently brought in like consistent clients consistent money like it's this has never been sustainable in the whole time that I have been an entrepreneur and been having this business So um, with that being said, I've really been shifting my business again and I completely changed how my website is done now. Now it's mostly there's the blogs there so you can still access my old recipes. You can still access my lifestyle blog, which I hadn't updated in a long time, but I very recently went back and I've started blogging again. So you can go to my blog and actually you can also find all of my podcast episodes I did like a separate podcast blog where I now share the episodes uh, through SoundCloud onto those blog pages as well. So um, Glow From Within is like a separate blog on my website and each blog post has an individual episode of the podcast. So you can find it there too. Um, But yeah, I started like actually doing blog posts again and Over the past couple days, I've been sharing pictures of my breakfast that I've been eating with these gluten-free vegan uh, English muffins. I put some vegan butter on it. I've been putting uh, some slices of really nice, clean turkey meat. Sometimes I put some manchego on it, which is sheep's milk cheese. Sometimes I don't. 
And then I've been putting avocado on top and then sprinkling everything but the bagel seasoning. And I mean, it's an incredible breakfast. It's so delicious. Today I actually did all of that, but I added bacon to it also. So it was even better. Of course, that was uncured bacon without any of the gross nitrates or anything. But it was really very delicious. And I've been sharing pictures of that on my stories. And I've been getting questions again, which is interesting because like sometimes... I swear, like I post on my stories a lot and I enjoy it. But then like sometimes there comes to a point where it's like no one is interacting with my story. Barely anyone is even watching my story. Like why am I spending so much time on this? Like literally, why am I spending so much time on this? When like, you know, is it speaking to anyone? Is it impacting anyone? So, you know, I always try to take notice of where I get questions and where people interact. So I've been seeing more and more interaction on those posts that I've been doing on my stories about my breakfast and these breakfast sandwiches. And the question came up, someone, you know, well, there are a few things. Someone was asking me about like the different turkey that I buy, making sure the ingredients are clean, and then asking like what I do to substitute an English muffin. I'm like, I don't substitute an English muffin. I use a gluten-free vegan English muffin. Um, and I, you know, shared a picture with them of the type of English muffin that I use, the type of turkey that I use. Uh, same thing with the butter. You know, I do a vegan butter because I don't, I don't eat eggs or dairy or soy. And so, um, then someone else was like, oh, you know, this looks really yummy. Um, except, you know, in my house, I don't have any turkey. So I would do this, but I would have it, you know, with the avocado and then with just an egg. And I was like, oh, that sounds delicious. I can't eat eggs because I'm sensitive to eggs. And, you know, she responded saying like, oh, so when you eat eggs, like you have an allergic reaction? I'm like, no. And then I realized that like it was a little ding, a little light bulb moment. And I'm like, you know what? I really, after all this time, I feel like I've been talking about this, educating on this for so long, but I have not written a blog post where I can easily redirect people because I really like fell off on blogging in general. So I don't have a blog post where I can redirect people and be like, hey, here, read this. This is the difference actually between food sensitivities and food allergies. And so uh, I was writing up my blog post on the difference between food sensitivities and food allergies. And I was like, you know what? I should also do a podcast episode about this because it's a good topic. It's an important topic. And I know different people consume information differently, right? Some people would prefer to read it. Some people prefer to listen. For me personally, like, I love reading. I love reading, but it's easier in my schedule and in the way that my life is for me to like throw on some headphones and just have the information come straight into my ears so I don't have to read it. And then if I have like an accompanying blog post or something I can read, it does help for me to have a visualization of it as well. Like some my my memory is very photographic, so it does help for me personally to have a visual along with audio. And then, of course, I'm a kinesthetic person, so it's like, uh. Anyway, so I wanted to do a, a, a podcast episode in addition to that blog post. So when you're listening to this, the blog post should be live, unless I didn't get a chance to finish it, in which case you can check it out later. But uh, yeah, you can just go to my website. It'll be under the lifestyle section. And it's going to be the difference between or just food sense, food allergies versus food sensitivities, I believe is what I titled it. So let's talk about the right here and right now. I believe I've talked about this on the podcast before, but maybe I haven't. I know I have talked about it in many places, many different times before. I've definitely talked about it in different IGTV videos, different live videos that I've done. I've educated on this topic a lot. And definitely when anyone has wanted to, you know, work with me, 
I pretty much almost always recommend that you do a food sensitivity test because I truly believe that is the best way for us to learn the foods that work for your body. So, you know, anyone that I've talked to that has wanted to work with me or if you're someone maybe on here who has worked with me, I know that you have heard me talk about this before, but let's just talk about it again. Let's clear the air on the difference between food sensitivities and food allergies. So first and foremost, we're going to be talking about two different immune responses and two different types of antibodies that live in our body. So the first is IgE, immunoglobulin E. And the second is IgG, immunoglobulin G. So these are two different antibodies and your body produces them in response to different things. First and foremost, let's talk about IgE, immunoglobulin E. So IgE is the response in your body when you are having a true allergic reaction. So these are the antibodies that your body builds up when you are allergic to something. And this could mean, you know, watery eyes. It could mean your throat swelling and closing up, your tongue swelling, right? So then your throat closes up. So, you know, an allergy can be truly life-threatening. This can be something that you could potentially die from, right? When people need EpiPens, if someone has a peanut allergy or, you know, allergies can also be more mild. It could be a slight like itching in the throat. Uh, It could be watery eyes. It could be hives on your body. It could be, you know, just some small hives. Um, Itchy skin, itchy scalp. Uh, It could be like, you know, even seasonal allergies where you get kind of congested and, you know, Things like that. So allergic reactions vary in severity and, you know, they just vary greatly. So some people who have like milder allergies might still eat some foods that they're slightly allergic to. Like for instance, definitely for me, I notice that with almonds. If I eat too many almonds, I start getting the itchiness in my throat and it's really one of those things where like, okay, if I eat a lot of almonds, I might be in a bad spot. So let's not do it. Um, and then also like with pineapple, sometimes I also get the itchiness in my throat and that is a classic sign of like a mild allergy. And when you have a mild allergy to something, you know, it's okay to have sometimes possibly, but if you're eating a lot of it, the, the allergy could get worse. The allergic reaction can definitely progress and get a lot worse. So that's food allergies. It's as simple as that. And that's that. That's why there's allergy tests and, you know, food allergy tests And that is completely 100% different from a food sensitivity test and having a food sensitivity. So a food sensitivity, an IgG, immunoglobulin G response in your body is different, okay? These are way, way, way more subtle. Okay, a lot of times you're not going to know that you have a sensitivity to the to a food. You're just going to have random symptoms, right? Maybe that's going to be hormonal imbalances, infertility, PCOS, acne, leaky gut, different digestive issues, chronic fatigue, adrenal fatigue, right? Like there are a whole myriad of things and different symptoms that you might be experiencing on the regular that you have no idea have anything to do with the food that you're eating. You're just symptomatic. You're dealing with symptoms, but they're not life-threatening. I mean, granted, 
an IgG response, it could lead to severe autoimmune conditions. And then those autoimmune conditions, depending on what they are, could certainly can be life altering and life threatening, right? Because autoimmune conditions are where your body essentially attacks itself, right? So an IgG response and an IgE response, they're both happening in response to what your body perceives as a threat. So your body perceives this food as a threat and it produces the IgE, which then has whatever cascade of effects that happen that happens in your body, or it perceives this food as, you know, something that you're sensitive to, you have an IgG response, and then whatever cascading effects happen in your body happen. So that's like the basics of the difference. Now, if we're talking about testing, I know I already talked about allergy testing, kind of how that works. And allergy testing, you can get done with the doctor. Now, a lot of doctors, for whatever reason, don't like to acknowledge that food sensitivities are a real thing. Depends on the doctor, not throwing any shade, but that's just a thing. So food sensitivity tests you typically need to do with someone like me who is a certified functional practitioner. We are trained to do functional lab work or a naturopath, someone like that, who can do functional holistic lab work, which is 100% different from conventional lab work. Maybe I'll do a separate episode on that, the differences between the two. So back to food sensitivities. So when it comes to food sensitivities, there is an IgG stick test. And I know for a fact that I have talked about the difference between IgG stick tests and the MRT food sensitivity test, which is the one that I offer with my clients. That's my favorite one completely. Um, And the reason that I'm not a huge fan of IgG stick tests is because the IgG immunoglobulin G antibodies do go away. Right, So they won't necessarily stay in your system if you're not regularly eating a food. So for instance, if I'm sensitive to dairy and I'm eating dairy every single day and I do an IgG stick test, it's going to show up that there were antibodies for dairy in my blood. IgG, immunoglobulin G antibodies were there. Okay, you're sensitive to dairy. But say I'm sensitive to dairy. And because I'm sensitive to dairy, I haven't been eating it for two weeks or two months or two years, I'm going to do an IgG stick test and I'm going to show as completely not sensitive. There are no IgG antibodies present in my body for dairy because I haven't been eating dairy. And so it doesn't show up. And so that's the flaw in the IgG stick tests. And in doing tests where you're looking for antibodies to already be present in the body, versus taking the blood and exposing it to a food and seeing the immune response in your body to that blood. And that is what the MRT does, the mediator release test, which is the one that I offer. It's way more expensive than an IgG stick test. I'm not going to sugarcoat that, but it's also 100% worth it. Like if you're going to pay money to get a food sensitivity test done, save up your money and do one that's actually worth it. Don't waste your money on doing these home tests, doing the Everly Well tests or whatever. I mean, you might get some benefit out of it. Don't get me wrong. If you're regularly eating something that you're sensitive to and you don't know it, you can totally find that out from one of those tests. But in my opinion, I think it's worth it to save your money, spend the money on doing this with an actual practitioner because the MRT food sensitivity test you can't do 
without a practitioner. The, we as practitioners that offer this test, we have to do special training to learn how to run this test, to learn how to read the test, to learn how to help clients navigate their results from the test. So it's not just random. Not any practitioner can offer this test. And it's 100% worth it, right? Just get the right test done from the get-go so that you can know what you're sensitive to. So... Again, eating food sensitivities, foods that you're sensitive to, they're going to break down the lining of your gut. They will 100% lead to leaky gut. It's going to cause inflammation in the body, which has a cascading effect, right? At first, it might not be that big of a deal, but over time, you're going to become more and more and more symptomatic until your health is in the toilet. You're going to the doctor, you're seeking help, and they're just like, well, you're fine. Your numbers look good, so clean bill of health, you're good to go. Meanwhile, you're struggling, you're exhausted, your periods suck, you have no energy to get through the day, you're depressed, you feel like crap, you don't feel like yourself, you're not motivated, you don't want to do anything, your hormones are all over the place, you're struggling to conceive, your skin looks dull, you have psoriasis, you have eczema, you have endometriosis, you have acne, you're exhausted, you're burnt out, you're struggling to have patience with your kids, you're struggling to be the woman that you know that you're meant to be. These are all things that over time, over time and years and decades of eating foods that we're sensitive to without knowing it, this is the result over time. We become extremely symptomatic. We're taking a lot of Advil, we're taking sleeping pills because we can't sleep. We're drinking caffeine all day to keep ourselves awake, right? We're self-medicating. Maybe you're even taking some supplements. Maybe you're taking probiotics because you have all these digestive issues. You have diarrhea. You have constipation. You have hemorrhoids. You have IBD. You have IBS. There are so many symptoms and so many issues that tie back into food sensitivities, not food allergies. Your allergies and your sensitivities are different. It is a different response in your body. It's not the same at all. And the response in your body is not going to be the same at all. A food sensitivity, you're not going to eat it and have an itchy throat right away. You're not going to eat it and suddenly your tongue and throat swells up and you need an EpiPen and you can't breathe. That is not it. This is the compound effect. This is eating something that you're sensitive to either in large quantities over a long period of time or just regularly over a long period of time without knowing it. And these are not about foods being healthy or unhealthy, right? You could be sensitive to grapes. You could be sensitive to kale. You could be sensitive to butternut squash. You could be sensitive to broccoli. So you could be making really healthy decisions and thinking that you're eating for the best possible way in your body and making a really big effort to do these amazing things for yourself. And you could be unknowingly sabotaging your progress just because you don't actually know the best foods that work for you because while you need to know what you're sensitive to you also need to know the best foods for your body and the MRT tells you that so I'm not trying to sell you on the MRT by the way um but that's that so that's all that I have to share with you today I hope that um you know if you prefer to kind of see things in writing maybe you want a little bit more clarity on this you can go to etherealbeingswellness.com slash blog 
and uh, yeah, that'll take you to the blog and you can read the blog post that I wrote about this, but it should be really the same information because the information is what it is and that's all that it is. So I hope to see you in the next episode. Thank you again for being here. If you found this helpful, if you think this might be helpful or informational or maybe you thought this was a great episode, maybe you just liked it, go ahead and take a screenshot, share it to your Instagram story, share it to your Facebook story, share it wherever you please. Make sure you tag me so that I can uh, share you back. I love seeing when you guys are listening to the podcast. And that is how this channel grows, you guys. That's how the podcast grows. That's how we get more people listening to this. That's how I can keep coming here and doing this work and sharing these podcast episodes with you. And hopefully one day I'll get a sponsorship and actually make some money from this. But until then, I'll be here lovingly sharing this information from you you guys with you guys. And I'm so appreciative of you, truly. I... I'm so grateful for you listening to this right now. So I love you to pieces. I will see you in the next one. Hey, gorgeous. Thanks for tuning in today. I'm so happy that you took the time out for yourself to be here to listen to today's episode. You are amazing. So make sure you connect with me outside of here. But before you do that, I need to ask you a favor. And that is to subscribe to this podcast. Now, when you subscribe to this podcast, when you leave a review in your podcasting app, whether you're listening on iTunes or Stitcher, wherever you're listening, when you do that, that is how the podcast grows. That's how I get visibility. That is how this thing can keep going, how I can continue to do this work. It'll only take a little bit of your time and I would super duper appreciate it. Obviously, only if the episode speaks to you, if you enjoyed it, share it with a friend. If you feel like it could help somebody else, tell them about it. Word of mouth, it's magical. Now, Once you've done that, if you've already done that, let's connect outside of here. Find me on Instagram, Facebook, wherever. You can always just put in ethereal beings wellness and you should be able to find me. I would love to connect with you, love to get to know you better. And yeah, I just find it really fun. I don't like just feeling like I'm sitting here talking to myself all day. I know that there are people out there listening and I'd love to get to know you. So let's connect. If you're not feeling any of that, that's okay too. I still appreciate you. And I'm just happy that you're here doing the thing for yourself. So I will see you on the flip side. Truly, I'm humbled to be here with you. So honored. Thank you. Thank you for being here. And let's co-create together. See you in the next one. Over and out.